on this episode of AV Week, who's responsible for AV from design to installation, and Avixa changing up their board. All that and more next on AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. AV Nation is brought to you by Sure, because every voice matters. This is AV Week, episode 587, recorded Friday, November 18th, 2022. Heavy hitters. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audio, visual, news, and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host with us to discuss the news and information that we have gathered this week. First and foremost, a young lady to whom I owe lunch, dinner, and a very nice cup of coffee. Her name is Charmaine, Charmaine Torella, and she works for QSIS. Welcome, ma'am. Thank you for having me, Tim. Absolutely, ma'am. Also with us is my brother from another mother. His name is Chris Netto. He is from the New Jersey side, or New Jersey area of the East Coast. Uh, I, I just realized that all y'all are in the New York metro area, so how are you, sir? I am doing excellent. Thanks for asking. Absolutely. And last but not least, speaking brothers of brothers from another mother, a brand new dad, Mr. Sharath uh, Abraham from Accenture. Welcome, sir. Thanks for having me. Yes, dad life. Hashtag dad girl. All that every day, all day, baby. <laughs> uh, actually, Charmaine got to meet my my um, dad girl. Yeah, my 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 wonderful daughter about a year ago now. So that, that is Sophie. Uh, and if you're wondering and you want to feel old, if you listen to the uh, first part of any Aviation podcast, there's a little five-year-old girl who says this is Aviation. She's 16 now. All right. <laughs> yeah. uh, first story uh, comes to us from our friends over at Commercial Integrator. Avixa's 2023 Board of Directors and Leadership Search Committee has been announced. First and foremost, new board members. Shout out to a couple of friends of this program. First and foremost, Bren Walker, uh, who you will hear every six weeks from Kierkegaard. Also, Nairi Hollingsworth uh, is a brand new uh, member. has been on this program a number of times. Brad Sousa uh, from ABI Systems. Dorothy DeStefano, uh, De De easy for me to say, uh, from Molten Immersive Art, and a brand new uh, secretary treasurer of the board uh, from QSC, uh, Jatan Shah. So uh, congratulations to them. Also an old, old friend, Mike Brandis, uh, also from QSIS, is on the new uh, leadership search committee. Uh, Monique uh, Rezai from Microsoft and Graham Harrison. Uh, who is now with, with Blue Sound Professional, uh, but spent years and years and years at Biam. Charmaine, we're going to start with you on this. Take a look at this board. Take a look at this this makeup here. Um, Avixa has done um, to to you know according to them um, some work on getting uh, diversity into the board, diversity into the leadership search committee. Um, but take a look at it and and let you know either let's say how we think about this mix, uh, how we think about the mix, the mix, both from a DEI standpoint, but honestly, from an industry standpoint, um, as well from manufacturing to end users to, to dealers. Yeah, that's, you took the words out of my mouth. So why should I continue? But, um, yes, that is correct. Uh, when I looked at it, you know, shout out to QSC represent on the Avixa board, because we have two heavy hitters. We have one of our C-levels, Jayton, who's a very awesome, uh, strong force within, you know, navigating, you know, the development of QSC and QSIS's future, and Mike Brandis, uh, right? Um, so 
Very much, very happy to see that on that note from me being also part of QSC. But yeah, the diversity is very good, especially the, the type of companies, right? Microsoft is on there. That was nice to see and very interesting to see because, you know, in our industry, we play with Microsoft more than uh, we ever imagined nowadays. We implement with it yeah. often. And to see that they're part of, you know, folding into the AV conversation as far as being on the Avixa board is a very huge thing. And hopefully it's a very good trajectory for Avixa to really hone in on that AV IT convergence more. And, and when you're looking for, you know, leaders and volunteers, the organization to diversify that through the type of members that are here. You know, one of the things, you know, when I was chairing the diversity council, that's one of the things I was hoping for. I was hoping to see more of. And now that they have gone there, that's great. That's a VIXA. But we also need to see more of that from some of the other AV orgs um, in the industry. Uh, a VIXA can't only be the only person diversifying their board members. I won't name names, but we know the others. Um, they have a lot of work to do. And so to keep, you know, right now, diversifying the, the thought process as to our future of AV and what it entails, this is very important. And it's also very important because it helps Avixa tell that story through those board members who can help, you know, drive that, you know, thought process and find the people to fit and, and you know, be the impetus to that drive. So I think it's great. I love it. I love it. And I was happy to see it. All right, Mr. Neto, same question. You know, what, what do we think of the, of the makeup of this board? Volunteers. So in that in itself, uh, you have, you know, the heart of a volunteer, there's nothing stronger, right? There's people that are passionate and people with a passion for, for what they do and what they love. There is no bounds. There is no, there is no color. There is no race. There is no none of that. It's, they're doing it because that's what they truly believe that they can make a difference. And I believe that. Uh, the people that they went ahead and uh, were were selected or, or, or were nominated and have now are going to serve are going to make sure that they, you know, help search for that next leader or that leadership committee's job is to find and look for the next leaders of our of our industry. And we need to see people that are bringing another point of view. It can't be all the same. Oh, I'm bored of it. It's it's lame. It's time. I said the same thing, Chris, uh, because I'm, I still have one more year on the leadership search committee. Uh, and the first year I did this, I met with all these individuals and, and one of my, I had the same sentiment as you. I'm like, we just need something in the future. That's why I push so hard for Dorothy because she's so immersed in the future aspect of immersive art and using technologies to push the boundaries of how we use AV. And then Brand Walker, her company specifies in how architectural and audio fit into a space, right? It's not just AV components. Uh, and then we have Nairi on there, who's part of the end users, giving that constant feedback. Like, I don't care. Just, just we need all of this to work the way I need it to work. And then Brad comes in as that, like, that experience of just knowing the industry and knowing how to get things done and what the actual, um, you know, industry needs. Because he also had a a podcast with, uh, I think, uh, uh, I forgot what the podcast name is, where this guy interviews all these CTOs. So, so Brad has a future outlook. 
on where the industry should go and where technology should be pushing forward. And then as Charmaine mentioned, Monique is another great addition to the leadership search committee from Microsoft because she's now gonna pull in all these uh, CEO and CTO levels from all these companies. And then Mike is a very awesome guy. I met with him and I love chatting with him. And then Jatan is just smart. He's like, he has, did you know Jatan has a degree in I think, um, some sort of specific studies because his daughter, he, like he he specifically took a degree to help his daughter uh, within something. I forgot what it was specifically, but he, he, he is a motivational person, man. I love listening to him and all the ideas he has on how to push the industry specifically within QSC and outside of it. You really got to put together an elite team. And that isn't mean that it's all one you know, group of smart people. It's people that have different passions and mm -hmm. come in from different angles. I mean, hey, man, you know, we've been watching in the movies and in pop culture. You can't do it by yourself and you need different flavors and different different point of views in order to make this work. And I 100% agree with what with Sherat said, the assessment of people coming in from different walks of life and from different parts of this industry is what makes that better. Because if we all have a board that's consists of nothing but box you know, manufacturer box pushers, what are we going to do? It's our, 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 our industry is expanding well beyond just moving box A to box B, installing A into C and D and, and so on and so forth. What are we looking at from the end user perspective? You, like you said about uh, Nairi, an end user's perspective is valuable. You know, for me personally, the best 13 years of my career were spent understanding what we did wrong as integrators when I was an end user you know, and how the, the tactics worked and didn't work and how consulting came to me and didn't go someplace else. And where was the disconnect? The most valuable part I had that, and that's, you know, somebody like Nairi is gonna bring a fresh perspective into that group when it comes to that, aside from all the other things that, that the group has to offer, so. Yeah, but again, like I said, don't get all too excited too fast. That's a VIXA. There are other organizations with an AV who have not done this yet. So there's more work to do. I'm still the diverse, I still volunteer for diversity outside of diversity council here in the Tri-State. There's more work to do. So this is nice to see, but we can't get all, you know, you know, comfortable too quick and say, oh, this is great. It's gonna, it's not the end all be all. There's more work to be done. And other types of organizations with other aspects of AV that have to do the same. They haven't. We're not I'm with you, Charmaine. I'm, 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 I'm we're, we're all here to work, All baby. right, mama's that's, watching, that's I'm watching. I'm here to push everything. I'm here to make this industry great. Um, but don't worry, I, I have the same sentiments as you as well, Charmaine. I'm uh, on, on the same boat. Yeah, I, I'm happy, but I'm not comfortable Of course, yet, so. you, can, you, can never, you can never be too comfortable, right? You gotta always push. Tim, you wanna join the conversation or? Who, me? No, I, I just ask smart people dumb questions. That's my job. <laughs> that, that is all I do. And, and I, I would, I would, Concur with what Charmaine said. Um, the one interesting thing about Avixa versus other uh, industry associations, and I've had some conversations with with Avixa about this, um, in looking and expanding uh, on my J job, looking for the IT version of Avixa. Right? Is there an IT version of Avixa? Is there a a sports and entertainment version? You know, is there a, you know all of these different verticals that that my day job at CTI and marketing looks at? There's not. Right there, there isn't. I mean, there actually is. Well, here, here's the thing, though. There, there is on on the on the on the dealer side, right, or or the manufacturer side, 
But a VIX is unique in the fact that they bring together manufacturing dealers, in other words, the people that put this in, and the end user, right? Mm-hmm. And do you have somebody that does that for like all those folks together in one? Okay, who? Because I am fascinated. On the IT side, on the IT side, there are several organizations that pretty much do it. Like, for example, Gartner. That's a big one that comes out of mind, right? So what's been happening at the Gartner Symposium in the last couple of years is a lot of the people that exhibited at the Infocom, most of them moved over to exhibit at Gartner. And the reason being is because Gartner, the way they deal with organizations and companies and vendors, their their C-levels for these big Fortune 1000s always go to Gartner Symposium. And they broker that between those C-levels and the manufacturers. So there's a lot of, there are IT orgs. And and I'll tell you, Avixa knows of some of them. But it's just brokering that bridge to work in concert with them. That's the hard part. You know, you we can, in the AV world, probably start tiptoeing and partnering with Gartner Symposium and a lot of other things in IT orgs that do pretty much, and actually their reach is deep. So their reach is very deep into a lot of the organizations that, you know, manufacturers as well as client, as well as, you know, people like Presidio. You're talking about the biggest IT integrator, Presidio. That name comes up. And, and us, for us, it would be, you know, the big three, AVI, SPL, Diversify. Presidio is the big one on the IT side. So there are organizations that, and that's that's where it comes to, driving this diversity of thought and diversity of people to expand on these things, right? That's why I'm happy to see it because we do have to expand and reach deep because the IT orgs, they have a deep reach. They have strong, deep reaches and we are just scratching the surface of our reach with the organizations we work with as it pertains to AV. So we can get deeper, we can, and partnership might be the way. I mean, we're still talking about Chris's favorite subject, AV, is AVIT, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so since I think I, I think that's half the battle, Charmaine, is this discussion of is AVIT, is IT, AV is still happening, and getting people in the AV industry to just say it is what it is. They're they're gonna commingle, right? You have to deal with it, right? Get get on the boat. It, it's been happening, right? That that's the hard part because our board is half of them is is voted on, right? Like the, the so team. I'm going to ask a dangerous question. We are we're we are not going to get to three stories today, kids. We might not get to two. Why is it still happening? Like seriously, why are we still having this conversation? Because in the words of Diana Ross, all you have to do is reach out and touch somebody's hand. That's all we have to do in AV. Make it a better place <laughs> if you can. All we have to do, and AV is very siloed. So in our world, we like to stay away from IT. They don't understand us. We don't need to teach them anything. And I don't want to get involved and touch that. That's we're, we're still stuck there still. We're kind of getting out of that hole, but we're not reaching out as much. You're not going to get IT. IT's trying to reach out. But they're not going to try that hard. Again, their reach is very deep and they're entrenched in other areas, cybersecurity. There's a whole uh, slew of areas where, you know, they reach out and they've already touched and engaged with. But AV, it's up to AV to really just start pushing. 
you know, pushing out and just push out to IT even more and be comfortable integrators, be comfortable with working with the soft as well as the hard, you know, integrators, the core competencies to work with the hard, hard uh, where not the software, get more comfortable with the software, reach out to Microsoft, get acquainted with your Microsoft rep for your territory, or, you know, that helps. Most AV integrators don't do that, but they're integrating a lot of team rooms. But, you know, if, you, if you're doing that and, and you're integrating, most of your work is now integrating MTR rooms, you know, how are you going to evolve if you're not taking the extra step? It, it, and that's on education, yeah. um, uh, especially with the integrators and um, the manufacturers, that's on education. Because think about when I was at Crestron and Crestron released VC4, no one understood what VC stood for, which meant virtual control. And then no one understood what a virtual machine was, meaning, hey, I don't have to put in a processor. What is this virtual machine? Where does that virtual machine live? What do you mean in the cloud, right? Those are very basic, minute understandings in the IT world. Like that's the lowest of the lowest. And a lot of people in the AV industry, and I'm gonna shout them out, a lot of integrators, the leadership is not pushing for that education to happen yeah. uh, to, so that people in their org understand what those things are about. Agreed. And then when they're not pushing and the manufacturer comes out with this mm -hmm. VM, what's the VM that you use? What is that? Uh, yeah, right? Yeah. Your virtual machine. It's hard for them to work, the, the integrators, to see the promise and the value in these products. They don't see the promise. They're not going to talk to their customers. So now the manufacturers have to take that on and, and they, and that's what's happening. The manufacturers now mm -hmm. in this sector of AV, the manufacturer wing is now the one reaching out to touch somebody's hand and try to make it a better place, you know, for supply chain reasons, you know, and, you know, for scale reasons, because with the soft side, you can scale. And that hits a lot of organizations who need to scale, who shared services are you know all over the place one of the other areas and this is a this is where we get to transition to the next uh, in, the, in the last story is educating our, our folks on you know the cloud on virtual um Sharath works for Accenture and one of the things that he's doing right now is getting some sort of uh AWS certification and, and he brings a story which is fascinating I'd never heard of this before it's called shared responsibility model we are gonna talk about this for a second. Mitch will put a link um, on this episode's page. But AWS and I'm sure others as well are, they, they kind of lay out who's responsible for what. And I think that I, AV adopting something like this may solve a bunch of problems uh, on the integrator side, uh, also on the, on the customer side. So Sharath, really briefly explain to people in your understanding what the shared responsibility model is, but also how we can apply it to, to AV. This is good because now, since I studied for my test, this helps me uh, makes me understand if I really do if I really do understand it, right? That's what I'm here for, right? <laughs> I help I help my daughter with her test. Now I'm helping Sharath with his. Uh, yeah. So as I was studying for my AWS Cloud Practitioner certification, uh, there's a section in there called Shared Responsibility Model, which is where security and compliance is a shared responsibility between AWS and the customer. Uh, so what that means is uh, there are specific things that AWS takes care of, such as the infrastructure of where the servers are, the security of the servers, the physical infrastructure, uh, the virtualization layers, and the physical security. But the end user's responsibility is the applications that they run on these servers, the 
the the updates to those applications, the storages that they pick, the computes that they pick, the regions that they select, the availability zones that they select, right? So it's not falling all on AWS, Amazon as a, if something's not working, they're going to be like, all right, well, you're the one that put the application on our server. We don't do anything with the application. That's the application you created. It looks like your application is not working because of something your programmers did, right? So now there's the equal responsibility of Amazon as a company. We checked our servers. The servers are up to date. Uh, the BIOS is up to date. The access manager is up to date. It's on you. But at the same time, a customer can go, go back to Amazon and say, hey, we purchased 50 instances of EC2. They're all supposed to be running 100%, and they're all supposed to be doing it, but something is happening every Friday at 3 p.m. where everything goes down. What's happening at your server location in Ohio, right? So, so that's a shared responsibility model that I think AV is missing with every single group, uh, consultants, integrators, manufacturers, uh, uh, designers, everyone, right? So it was just a more of a, as I was studying, I was like, huh, that looks cool. <laughs> so, so Neto, give me a shared responsibility model for AV. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Call somebody that. else, dude. That is, first of all, I'm still waiting for the subtitles to pass what, on what Sharaf just said. It went down a road. I was about to go all wax poetic on 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 the. There are pictures on the article, dude. <laughs> I read articles. I come here to learn, man. I am. No, no, that's why. That's why I'm saying there's pictures. There's nice little things like you're responsible for this, and AWS is responsible for that, and in the two, there's you know. So uh, I can I can help with just the most easiest thing that's happening in the last couple of years, Microsoft Teams shared responsibility model integrator is responsible for buying the equipment integrator is responsible for updating the equipment that's going to be installed with the latest firmware that's the that that's what the integrator is responsible for end user is responsible for creating the accounts that are going to be used for the Microsoft Teams or Zoom devices. The end user is responsible for the passwords and, and the information such as time zones and everything that happens on the back end because the integrator doesn't have access to an end user account, right? I think there's a blurred line between that's, ha that's been happening where the end user might be like, oh no, here, here's a whole bunch of accounts, pick one, right? And the integrator's like, all right, cool person goes on site, picks one, and the end user's like, oh, you picked the wrong one. Well, you told me to pick one, right? And then the integrator installs something but didn't update the firmware. End user puts in account information. Oh, the actual compute hasn't been updated. The account won't work until you update. That That's the most simplest shared responsibility. It can that I be can simple, but it could also be tricky because here's the thing with the integration right. world, right? Because you have uh, people, I need to think of a name of an integrator that does both IT uh, carousel, throw that out there, right? So carousel does both AV and IT integration or SPS type companies, right? They could very well do more than the responsibility that you just designated. They can, they actually understand. Oh yeah, for sure. Understand security. And in most cases, they're already doing that other stuff, you know, spinning up virtual machines for clients as it is. Right. So mm -hmm. they're already there. I think the problem, the model that we're looking for in AV, it's not, it's not simple, but it's not mm -hmm. hard. It's just going to have layers like an onion, 
basically. So yeah. <laughs> it's, it'll make you cry. It's not, it, it, it's, not, it's not simple at all, at, at all. It was just an idea that came, and I'm like, huh, I wonder if this will work. But yeah, yeah definitely but not there's simple. layers to it. So the responsibilities, the shared responsibilities, and, you know, it's like the division of responsibilities that integrators use when they're doing a project. But at this point in time, now that everything is converging with IT, there are going to be layers. So you have to, you know, first assess, I think, each company, what resources do you have and what do they know? I think that's where it starts. What do you know? What resources do you have as an integration company? Do you have a guy certified with a CCNA? Do you have a guy that doesn't have, doesn't understand network at all? Security, things of that nature. And of course you have the security integrators and it's, it's residential can do network and you know, it's, there are layers. So we have to scope that out and figure out, you know, different type of integrators, different type of resources, what you got. Once you figure that out, then you can start figuring out what those shared responsibilities should be. And um, fortunately, depending on the integration companies, which is a constant problem, especially now post-pandemic, um, it's hard to get resources. It's hard to spin them up. Um, so, and a lot of the integrators are medium-sized and small. So they look to organizations like the Avixas and the NSCAs and things of that nature to help give them that guide. If you're going to do something like that and come up and create a model, I think it would need the assistance of these organizations to work with the integration world to come up with a model. And I think it's doable. It just has to be an initiative they want to they want to go after and they have to it's going to take time but it's doable. Um, I think 18 months in 18 months or less with working with the right, reaching out to the right integrators and, and a combination of diverse group of integrators, they can figure this out. It's just a project. It's a project that I think someone should start working on. Chris, you have yeah. the Chris, it's quite you simple. want to start headed yeah. up? <laughs> Actually, I do have the answer. You, you guys, it's, it's great, but I'm also playing the role of the audience here, right? So in this case, where Sharath completely lost me in the conversation, now Charmaine brought me back, you guys are expecting a level of maturity in AV that we haven't quite reached yet, honestly. Um, we have a hard time, and no disrespect to anybody out there who's going to you know, send me you know, hate DMs and stuff like that and hate tweets, but we have a hard time following a PMP process, let alone trying to enable these type of IT standards and IT processes into it right? We are a process of other things happening. That's AV. In the world of AV, we'd be happy doing amplifier speakers and displays. But at some point, somebody brought in the world of telephony. That is what kind of started us down that road. The minute we started integrating a phone into a conference room and putting it over our speakers, we became something that we did not expect to grow. And then it turned into video conferencing and so on and so forth. Video conferencing and UC has been the biggest driver into the AVIT conversations more than anything else because the budgets for those things come from IT. The leadership is the one that are running it, are funding it, are from IT. Yes, you take our stereo brains and our electric guitar mindset and take it into a conference room. This is how we're going to work, right? But we are not, we're not we've not reached that point of maturity. I've seen this on AV and the AM. We've constantly talked about this. A project manager can lay out a schedule, can lay out the details, can follow a contract and reread the contract and tell you we have milestones and all this to hit. 
and they're all getting passed off as don't worry about it, don't worry about it, we'll figure it out. Consultants are driving, hey, yeah, we need to do this. This is on your responsibility. You are the one that needs to do this. But then we're letting go of certain other processes. You know, just coming back to a site to go through a site walkthrough, the final walkthrough, who signs off that? Try getting a sign off on an EV project. It will take forever. As a former integrator, as an end user, I'm the one who has to sign things off. And I wasn't signing it off because you still did not button up the room the way it was supposed to be done, right? Because your contract says that. And it's like, well, it's good enough. Oh, you want to talk about something that upsets me? More than AVIT is our mindset of good enough. So yes, Sharath, I agree. There should be a set of, hey, we should have this kind of responsibilities. It would eliminate a lot of problems. In a world of you know, these questions that pop up about Batman movie password things that popped up a couple years ago where somebody had access to the back end of a, and you know exactly what I'm talking about, Sharath, they, who got the blame on that? It wasn't the, you know, it was the manufacturer. It all went back there because that's where the, hey, you should have done better. But at the same token, you had an integrator who was in there who didn't change it, who didn't do it. Then the end user didn't follow through. Your checklist would have probably prevented something like that. And you're right. In the shipping of gear, I'm a distributor, right? Manufacturer sending it to me, I'm sending it to the site. Today, this day and age, it's hard for me to give you a, a equipment that actually sits in my warehouse because it comes and it goes. What's coming is what's going, and it's you would think it's coming with the latest and greatest software. That's a more, that's a more difficult conversation. In 2019 or 2018, when equipment used to come and sit for maybe a week before it went out, that was a different story. But we're under different. You know, we're under weird circumstances right now. It's true. But here's the thing, Chris, the client doesn't care. No, <laughs> and that's what it comes down to. The end user does not care. Get your stuff straight. We need it and, and find a way to do this proficiently. And that's how the end users are looking at it. So with the AV world, okay, you're right. They're not mature enough. You said it. I was thinking it, but you said it. And basically, you know, you're right. They're not. because it varies from company to company. Some of them are hardcore by the book. Other people are very much lax. It depends on what organization you're in. So I'm not, it's not a blanket policy. But I, I do want to say, even though there is this shared responsibility model in AWS, that doesn't mean it's being followed to T. And that doesn't mean... IT companies are mature as well. I'm just saying this is a framework, but what's happening in the real world is just like AV. Emails are going back and forth trying to figure out who to blame who, but nothing is actually getting done, right? So I want to preface that even though there's a shared model, the IT industry is just as bad as the AV industry. And, and it just has a little bit you more. You are right, but you know why that is? Yeah. They're just as bad because both IT and AV have the same problem, and you guys didn't know this. The lack of PMPs, that, that's where it is. Both or yep. uh, both sides. Modified from, I modified from both. versions of <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The lack of PMPs but. within both worlds and a lot of people who understand those processes of how to make that happen is why they both have the same problem. So you have to, you could put that down, but I think that's a lost skill set. And a PMP or project manager certification translates across both it translates across even the the other industries we work with such as gc and contractors and consultants but there's a lack of that and i think that's also a problem and that has to be 
you know, augmented, you know, it has a whole nother episode. (laughs) It it, it is. And at this point, I think the only, the only person in the industry we haven't uh, beat up today are programmers. Uh, So on that note, um, there's still time. Wait, there's still time. (laughs) There's not time, which is what I'm getting to. Uh, Thank you all so much. Charmaine, Charmaine Torella. Uh, thank you, ma'am. Uh, how do people connect with you or QSIS? You connect with me at QSIS or QSC by going to my email, charmaine.thorea at QSC.com. It's, doesn't, it's not spelled how it sounds. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm also on Twitter. If you type my name exactly as you see it spelled. All right. Very good. Sharath Abraham. Thank you, sir. How do people connect, people connect with you? Uh, LinkedIn, Sharathis Abraham, Twitter, Sharathis Abraham, and now Instagram, Sharathis Abraham. I updated my, my Instagram account to, to be more professional. So, so and to show off your world. baby girl, you dad. Exactly. That's what that's gotta, about. Got to post okay. all these yeah. pictures. <laughs> uh, we've mentioned, uh, Twitter, uh, and we would be remiss if we didn't mention Mr. Neto and AV in the AM. Uh, so please check that out on, on Sunday mornings, but Mr. Neto, if Twitter goes the way of the dodo bird, where you where can people connect with you in addition to Twitter? I'm going back to uh, mailing. You can uh, mail me at my address. I'll be giving out my home address. P.O. Box 111, <laughs> White Plains, White Plains, New York. Exactly, exactly. And if you act now, I'll give you a secret decoder ring for all my cool technical yep. stuff that I'll be talking about that I want nobody to know about. Absolutely. You can find me on the internet right now. Uh, the only, um, I can't even call it a safe space anymore, but LinkedIn is where you would find me. Christopher uh, Neto CTS, put that there because you may confuse me for an Australian guitarist of the same name, but the CTS is my big differentiator. Get that kids all in one. Let's go. Um, Twitter, Chris underscore Neto. Uh, N- my Instagram is there, but that's not what you want to look at. Outside of that, Sundays, AV and AM, I do work for a company called Starin. Starin.biz is our uh, web address. Stop by there if you are in the um, integrator world and looking for parts and pieces. We do have parts and pieces that will ship. So you never know what I may have. You may have to. Yeah. That last part's important, kids, just just in case you're wondering. That's what we call um, that's what we call in the industry. That that's what we call a uh, a spoiler. Yeah. Uh for me, for Tim Albright, do not follow me uh, on the Twitters or anywhere else. Uh, but go by the website if you would please, avnation.tv. And it's avnation.tv. You will find this program and a host of others. Brand spanking new. AV Profession from our friend uh, Taylor Moore just came out here recently. Also check out the uh, the new uh, retooled uh, EdTech um, with our friend Ann, Aaron Mayer-Moran uh, and all the others. So check that all that out and more at avnation.tv. That is avnation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. That's all the time we have for AV Week. <laughs> <laughs>